everyone. Welcome to the Americana Station podcast. I'm your host, Will Payne Harrison. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, we have Volk with their new record, Cashville, which is out. Um, and I believe on May 29th, they're actually selling uh special edition vinyls so you definitely want to be able to check that out uh, including one that is made with actual cash in the vinyl which is pretty cool um but over the weekend um they played at the basement which was cool i, I missed it i was in the studio um really excited about that uh so i had tim Curris come in and lay down drums for me at elevated music studio thank you so much uh, elevated for uh, allowing us to bring our drums in there and uh, I was actually the engineer and producer on the session. Super cool. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've done that. So this next record will be uh, self-produced. And I am excited about that. I'm excited about this new batch of songs. Got 11 songs coming out. Um, uh, TBA on the title. But we got the drums down. And um, next up will be the bass. Uh, I got to get the Rayo brothers to track one of the tunes down in Louisiana. Um, but uh, we're starting to get things going here. And I'm excited about it. A lot more info will be forthcoming on that record. But uh, yeah, it was a great weekend. Volk played at uh, Basement. If you missed that, there's an outside show they're doing um, on Fridays that are free. So make sure if you're in Nashville to check out the basement schedule because they've got some rad shows coming up on Fridays for free. Um, what else is going on? Um, we got some great new records that are coming out. Um, my friend Dirt Reynolds is about to put out a new single, so make sure you go follow them on uh, social media and uh I guess on Spotify and stuff because they've got a new record. Uh, sorry, they've got a new single coming out and they are celebrating the one year uh, anniversary of their record, which came out this time last year. My um, my brain's a little fried. It's been a long weekend, so we're going to get into the episode today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you rate and review if you have not. It has helped so much. Uh, it's got us in the top 10 on the Americana podcasts uh, when you search for Americana podcast. We come up in the top 10. Thank you so much for doing that for me. Uh, if you leave a review, it helps even more, but that five stars really helps a lot. So uh, if you could just take the time, um, I know there's a few hundred of you that are listening every month. Um, if all of you just click the little five star on uh, Apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me. That would put us probably in the top five. So um, yeah, if, you, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you just take that few seconds to put the little five-star review and uh, maybe maybe leave a comment about what you like about the podcast. That would be so helpful. But uh, without further ado, we're going to get into Volk. getting ready to to drive out to our show oh yeah you're you're playing in mississippi tonight right yeah yeah can you I, hear me very uh, well nashville i'm sorry yeah 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 we're in nashville do you hear me yes okay yeah. awesome i'm counting okay. still hear me yeah i can hear y'all i think it's okay do you use um you don't use any like video you just use zoom as like the the modulator or whatever to like exactly 
That's right. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Then I'll. Awesome. How are you doing? Pretty good. How about y'all? Oh, you know, juggling the million things that we all do as independent musicians. Yeah. You you know all you know all too well. Is it weird getting back into things? Have y'all been kind of on a break? With very, COVID? very weird. Yeah. I just booked my first gig uh, this week and I'm like, oh shit, I don't even know if I know my songs anymore. <laughs> that was a concern. It's been a yeah, year. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like the, well, our problem last week, which is a funny problem to have, is like uh, most of the places we played were packed and there weren't many masks. Um, so a lot of those, or I guess one of them was outside and yeah. another was like, well, relatively okay spaced but it's just like you know do we make money on the road or do we i don't know you know like we can only survive for so long and we want to be safe you know we want to be on the the good side of history so that's kind of the conundrum yeah right yeah yeah and like you know i i've gotten some like requests for downtown gigs and i'm like man i don't know if i'm i want to play anything downtown right now absolutely So you guys met in Berlin in 2013? Mm-hmm. Yep, sure did. But yeah. are y'all both American or are, y- are y'all yeah. from Germany? You're both American. We're both American. My family, my father's side's from Germany. Um, but even he was born in California, I guess. Um, Chris was teaching internationally and he had done Peace Corps in Ukraine. So that's sort of what led you to Berlin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was uh, finishing up my theater studies uh, from college in Berlin as an incredible theater scene. So that's kind of the random, random reasons why we ended up playing some open mics in Berlin and meeting. Yeah, the last thing on my mind when I went to Berlin was like, I'm going to go be a musician. <laughs> that just kind of happened. That's awesome. So, uh, Elliot, were you playing drums back then, too? Or were you playing guitar or? Yeah, I was playing guitar, doing mostly sort of bluesy stuff on my own. And then it wasn't until probably the second year of folk that I actually started playing drums. I had a I had a piece of wood with a tambourine nailed to it called Fritz mm-hmm. that I used to stomp on. Um, yeah. But yeah, it took it took some time till we were, were like, maybe we should try this duo thing out as a full band and it's basically just gotten louder since (laughs) yeah i think it's interesting whenever you talk to duos i don't think i've ever met a duo yet that like intentionally was like we're gonna be a duo Um, (laughs) it's just kind of it's like a lot of just logistics you know just it's hard to find bass players it's hard to find they're unreliable man yeah um and maybe it's just some happy accidents um and I think it's turned out pretty well. Um, maybe I'm just being selfish because, you know, when you do have a do, you get a lot of space um, yeah. musically to do things. And I, I mean, I've tried to go back and play with full bands. And it's like, this is weird. Like, I don't want to have to pay attention to what you're doing. Because um, <laughs> I'm lazy. Do like you that. like uh, do like octave on another amp or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very, it's a, I don't know who came up with that idea originally. Um, I'm sure it was just guitar players or bassists trying to get more sound. Um, a lot of my rig was borrowed from a band called Gravel Tones um, and their mm-hmm. guitar player, Jimmy O. He, ta- he he was the first one who explained the concept of splitting the amplifier um, and then just researching other bands. You know, obviously, White Stripes, Black Keys, 
but also looking at bands like Royal Blood, the Gravel Tones, uh, Ghost Wolves, other duos and seeing kind of what they were doing and kind of slowly learning what I wanted to do where I do split between a bass and a guitar amp. Um, but I let the guitar amp be completely what it, a guitar. And then the bass amp is just kind of going thump. Like there is no, I try to make it where there's no pitch coming out. I completely take out all the treble and I just max out the bass. And then there's octave pedals, differing ones depending upon the song. Um, and, and it's just going thump, thump. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm originally a bass player. So mm-hmm. when I write songs, um, just on acoustic guitar, I tend to like find the bass line on the, you know, E and A string and then kind of play around with the other four strings. Anyway, that's just like inevitably what I end up doing. So that's super cool that you're able to get so much sound out of, you know, just a few pedals and a couple of amps. I thought about trying to maybe just get a bass um, for songwriting because I Cheryl Crow was talking about how she writes every song on the bass. And yeah. I was wondering, and I wonder if that has to do, like, it helps the groove of the song naturally and the melody just kind of come alive because you're not trying to think about the chord structures and things like that. You're just thinking about the basics of the song. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though, too, because I play solo a lot uh, whenever there is an actual bassist uh, in my band, because then I have to like stop playing the bass lines, you know? Yeah. It's hard <laughs> yeah. to undo that once you start, you just always play the bass lines on the guitar. Yeah. We've had like many people offers like, let me come play bass for you. Um, like many times. And we're just like, we spent so much time figuring out how to do this as a duo. Like, I don't know how I would unlearn that at this point. Yeah. So on the record, did you have uh, other players play or was it just the two of you? It's always just been us. That's awesome. Did you uh, record the record live to tape or? No, no, it was it was recorded uh, digitally uh, in Indianapolis at Threshold Studios uh, with Brian Thornburn, um, who we call Bone, and he's just an expert. He works mostly with like heavy metal bands and hip hop bands, and he knows how to get a big sound. And there's obviously like there's guitar overlays, yeah, um, to thicken it. Um, uh, uh, but I'm happy how it turned out. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, the records I, I've been seeing y'all sharing the, you have actual cash in one of the, the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Red. yeah. Um, so what made you decide to call it Cashville besides the obvious reason? Yeah, that was, um, I don't know. It was actually kind of an easy, an easy de- decision. It has a lot to do with, uh, you know, what we feel, how we feel about having lived here for um, almost five years now. And I think it's sort of our opinion of what Nashville really is, you know, as in always focused on money, no matter, no matter what, um, you know, profits over people sort of thing. Yeah. Like even selling the town as itself is, and like, you know, um, where it's like on a travel show or something like that, they want to say it's, what's the saying about Nashville? It's a, it's a drinking city with a music problem. Yeah. Um, but that's like, it's even, you know, like Austin has the same thing with keep, keep Austin weird. It's just a, a selling thing. And it's really just kind of giving a, you know, a, a, I'm, I'm demonstrating with my arm, a ribbing 
you know, just like poking fun. Yeah, it's cheeky, but, but also like a lot of our song or, you know, we, this is the first time Volk really is able to, uh, we're able to share our songs that are more like holistic to our sound. Our last EP, Average American Band, was um, pretty much all rock. Uh, and the one before that was more focused on our songwriting and probably the closest thing to Americana we'll ever get. Um, and this time around, we've got, you know, honky tonk swingers. We've got our rock as well. We've got ballads. Um, so I think, you know, it, it's cheeky and it's also like, we're trying to sell ourselves too, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, Chris we were, constantly says he wants to yeah. sell out. So it's like, okay, if this is, if this is the game we're supposed to play, here's the game. Let's go. Yeah. We're, we're not trying to bury the lead. We feel yeah. like it's like, we understand that this is a business. This is the way that it's set up. Um, we have a TikTok. We're still figuring out what its purpose is, how it works. <laughs> and I think like, you know, really like our Volk show has become this sort of borderline spectacle um, that we can pull back and, you know, and push forward however we like. But we have absolutely leaned into that the past couple of years and have these really rad suits by um, Sabella Elena that were uh, custom made for us last year. And it's, it's fun. It's fun to realize your, your true band dreams, you know, in that respect. Yeah. And the thing about you guys is like, okay, you know, even on your uh, bio, it says they're doing the reverse white stripes uh, set up. And that obviously is going to be a comparison you get until someone sees you live. And then it's like, oh no, they're just folk. Like you have your own style and it doesn't, like when you hear and see the live show, it doesn't, uh, at least in my experience, uh, I think I've only seen you guys a couple of times, but, and it's been probably two years. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But like, it, it doesn't, like, I never thought like, other than like, oh, it's just drums and guitar. I never thought like, oh, this is like a white stripes thing, or this is a, you know, whatever black keys or like, the, it, yeah, it's rock and roll and it's a two piece, but it didn't like necessarily, um, yeah, you like you said, you gotta you can't bear the lead, and you kind of gotta be like, yeah, we're doing the the duo thing. But I've never thought when I saw your live show that you're anything other than Volk, you know, which is cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is, and like you know, I think when we first started out, certainly when I was still learning the drums, things were way more wrong, way more stripped down, and that was a lot more white stripes e, you know, inclined. Like yeah. that, that was a place to to be inspired from and to go from. But we've certainly graduated, and you know, I think. I always like to tell, especially my friends here in Nashville who haven't gotten on the road yet. It's like, you know, the road, the road sculpts your sound, it sculpts your band. And we really took that to heart. And it's, it's why we moved back to the States so that we could tour like we wanted to. Um, So we really owe that all to just getting out there, you know, and taking the punches and letting it mold us for better. Yeah. And we, we wear our influences on our sleeves, even though people will be, even when we tried to record, people will be like, oh, you're going to need a bass for that. Or like, how are you going to make that song work? And it's like, screw you. We will figure it out somehow. <laughs> and, and Chris thinks the world's after him. Probably. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I haven't been proven wrong that they're after me. Um, uh, but, you know, just like if we want to reflect Waylon Jennings in a song or if we want to reflect the killers or like, you know, we're huge fans of pop synth like Robin, like you know, we'll, we'll try it. Um, we're not gonna, maybe, maybe we're just dumb and, and we just don't know any better. Wow. Um, and, or, or, you know, we're just naive and don't know any better, but we're going to, you know, we're going to try to do it and let it be maybe something new. 
When you're writing, is it like always as a duo or do you like bring pieces uh, to each other? We write, we do it all. We kind of, it's like, depends on the song, you know? Um, And there's songs that we will bring to each other fully fleshed out. There's, you know, melodies we'll bring to each other. I might have lyrics and Chris will be like, Hey, what about that with this? You know, we, it kind of just depends on what, on what the song needs, but what we do do that is kind of unique, I think, is that we don't ever claim independent songwriting credits. So at the end of the day, it's always a Volk song. And that has more to do with the, amount of work that really goes into arranging the song once we get in the rehearsal room, you know? So totally. Yeah. Yeah. In our opinion, it's always a Volk song, even if, you know, one of us wrote it technically, you know, all by ourselves. And there's so much that goes into it. Like maybe I wrote the lyrics or something to a part, but Elliot makes it her own with how she delivers it the way that I would never have thought to. And she'll bring like a guitar riff and things like that. And I'll turn it into something you know, my attempt of trying to be the country Tom Morello. (laughs) (laughs) It's going strong. It's going strong. (laughs) That's got to be wild to try to get those Tom Morello sounds out of, you know, just being a one piece. (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So I I grew up Catholic and I I see in your bio that uh, you have a song called Revelator's Bottleneck about Mm -hmm. Catholic Southern guilt. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So who's the Catholic? Oh, me. me. Yeah. I grew up in the, I like to call it the belt hole of, uh, of the South of Palestine, Texas, or Tyler, Texas, depending upon the parent. And I went to Catholic school my whole life, but got Same. to be surrounded by, you know, like Southern Baptists and things like that. And like whispers of like, oh, the Catholics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's like that. these weird, these weird things where like they like, you know, banned Harry Potter from our school system and like, what? <laughs> my sister's a nun just oh wow for reference yeah so my family's very catholic but i mean that's like the south louisiana everyone's super catholic of course yeah wow where in louisiana uh well they're in alexandria louisiana tioga okay my family's from there oh really my my oh my grandfather's a big pop um and the one thing i hear about well (laughs) uh Alexandria is no go ahead it's it's cool I'm not gonna be offended oh no it's just like one thing my mom (laughs) explained to me was like yeah that's a very racist part of the country oh for Um, sure and my big pop or my great-grandfather was part of the Ku Klux Klan so I was like okay yeah I believe you but yeah my my other family my the Catholic the hardcore Catholic part is the Cajuns from Lafayette okay Um, so Yeah. yeah I got I got all the mutt in me that's awesome uh Elliot where are you from Originally. I am from San Diego, California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Also Southern-ish. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, what, like 20 minutes from the border? Um, yeah, it's changed a lot. I think a lot of people from LA have moved down to San Diego. And San Diego is just kind of one of those towns where, like, everyone would love to live. So just because the weather's so good, I don't know. It's been a while since I've lived there, though. <laughs> yeah. So did you guys move to Nashville from Berlin or how, how did that uh, transition come to be? Yeah, more or less. I mean, we did have a summer. So we basically came back in May 2016 
And then that summer we spent in Texas, uh, in Palestine, Texas, where Chris is from, played some Texas shows. It was kind of like a, a crash landing, if you will, just because, you know, we've lived in, Chris had been in Europe for about eight, almost eight years. And uh, we'd both been in Berlin for four years and just figuring it all out. You know, the trash bags were scented by the time I got back to the States. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anywho, we, we, we really thought that Texas was going to be the, the place we were going to land in but you know we realized quickly that there's the texas tax just to drive out of the state just to start your tour and uh, a couple of our friends had had mentioned that nashville was great you know not just as a music industry city but because of its central location so that's what we tell people now you know one of the main reasons besides the community and friends that we have here that we love nashville is because it's just so easy to tour out of yeah um so, so yeah, so yeah, Nashville, yeah. we moved to that fall. Yeah. Still my, like if anybody's at like wondering like those musicians that are like, which city should I be in? Like if there's a lot of things that make Nashville good, like if you are trying to do the industry thing or if you are trying to be a touring band, it's just optimal. Have you been uh, working from home and trying to improve your home studio? I want to talk to you today about SoundproofYourStudio.com. They help create your dream home studio. Uh, I know with COVID, it's hard to get out and uh, go to a regular studio. And a lot of us have been building up our home studios. And uh, if you sign up, they give you a free soundproofing course and you get 10 secrets to pro recordings and mixes. Not only that, but I was also sent a studio build checklist uh, for signing up. So make sure you go to soundproofyourstudio.com. That's soundproofyourstudio.com today. Are you a fan of Americana music and you want to hear the latest and greatest reviews and uh, opinions on the up and coming artists in the scene? Well, then you need to visit americanahighways.org. That's americanahighways.org for reviews like Crown Over by yours truly and playlists like the Backroads playlist by yours truly. There's lots of great reviews on there and uh, you should check it out americanahighways.org and now back to the interview yeah because you're within six hours you're uh, it's like 25 cities you know that's nuts it's yeah. nuts where's like your big uh tour like where, where's like the the place that you go where it's like this is where our fans are this is like because it's always different for every single act I feel like it really is that's a great question um we have found I think we've really spent dedicated most of our time to the midwest yeah. um probably the northern part of the midwest more so because they they pay well and and they're really yeah. happy when you come out any time of year yeah um, so I don't know. We we love to play Chicago. It's probably one of our favorite places to play. But we'll be all up in Wisconsin, Appleton, Green Bay. Uh, love Mila Music in Appleton, one of a kind festival. Yeah. Um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Chris. We're, we're always thinking maybe Minneapolis is the next place okay. to move. Because Minneapolis or Detroit. It's just got Minneapolis has got such an incredible music scene that mm-hmm. I think doesn't get the kind of talk that you know of course that nashville does um but you know we we can go down to kansas city we usually like the good thing too is like chris is from texas so we tend to spend march in texas we were stuck there last year when the well we were almost stuck there (laughs) when the the, you know shutdowns began and we were 
you know, in the beginning of a two week mm-hmm. tour. So we, we hushed, came back quickly after yeah. that, but I don't know. And we, we, haven't we, done we, we enjoy yet. We enjoy the, the Carolinas a lot too. Um, we've That's done, true. Charleston. We've done, yeah. We have great shows in Charlotte. Um, oh yeah. North Carolina so for sure. It's, it's hard remembering because it's been a year. Um, but you know, like right. we just like just have pockets of fans and, and like, we get really, they become friends. So yeah, it's like, like hard to say. Detroit is another one, like where it's almost like an uh, extra hometown we have because we've played there so much. And my sister lives there. Um, and that area like Hamtramck, they just basically have adopted us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's like, it's funny because as a rock and roll band, we're kind of like bound to do well in cities um, but then we've got some twang and stuff so we can get by pretty well on those smaller town breweries that pay well. Yeah. So we've, we've played a lot. We've, yeah. we've yet to do the West coast, but you know, that's a huge financial investment. So we're yes. just trying to play it smart. Yeah. yeah. We did Europe before we did the West. <laughs> <laughs> that, which is probably a smarter financial decision, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. literally it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went to the West Coast in 2019 for the first time and uh, a lot of wineries and stuff like that if you're going to make money. But yeah, like they just, um, uh, at least I was more in the uh, Northwest and uh, there's not as much, at least the the venues I booked, there's not as much like country um, music being played in those areas. I think it's more in the South uh, area of California and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I made the trip out there. It was it was fun. It was beautiful, but uh, <laughs> not necessarily financially viable. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting to hear. Um, I know it's it's funny because our friends Mayo and Broussard, who are a, a great sort of swamp country band out of Austin, um, who's just produced their album, John Evans, who's an incredible a Texan singer songwriter country man uh, out of Houston, but now Austin. Anyway, they did the West coast and I think they were, you're right. They were mostly in the South, like um, basically Bakersfield to San Diego. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And you know, there's, there's a growing uh, like honky tonk, I guess, scene in uh, LA and stuff like that. I I just talked to uh, Elijah ocean this past week. Um, he just moved from there to East Nashville and said that, you know, wow. it's a really good scene there. And Robert Henry is somewhere up in like the Portland area. And he says that there's honky tonk up there. I guess I just haven't <laughs> experienced yeah. it personally yet. But, I believe it. Yeah. I and Br- it. Brandy Carlisle and Jamie Wyatt, I believe are both from Washington. State. Oh, wow. Jamie's from Washington. Pretty sure. Interesting. Pretty sure. Um, I remember Brandy Carlisle like got on a high horse once. A high horse once when she was on an interview. It's like we have country in Washington State. Like, well, it's got, like yeah, yeah, I think it's just yeah. like it's one of those things where like if you know if you're not based there, it's always mm-hmm. just hard to know. True. Uh, what's going on? And another thing is just like getting on the road and important to learn is like you have to go play that crappy bar gig and still play like you're you're you playing to 2000 people because there's going to be somebody in that bar who'll be like, you shouldn't be playing here. You should be playing here. Yeah. And also I have this festival this summer that I want you to come out and play and I'll give you three grand for it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there, there's always that one guy at the bar that's like, why did you play here? You should have played here. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of bands probably don't realize again, not bearing the leads, like you're, you're sales pitching a lot of the time. Um, and I know they call that exposure, but you like, you are selling a product of, right. of yourself and that, that you can do a good job and entertain people and, and move people. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you guys are going to Mississippi tonight. Uh, where are y'all playing in Mississippi? We're playing Olive Branch, Mississippi. We um, Mississippi Ale House. Yes, okay. the, the town's called, yeah. yeah. The town's called Olive Branch, and the venue's called Mississippi Ale House. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's we're working our way out to Natchez Brewery, which is a um, pretty cool place. It's usually it's usually a route we would do on our way out to Texas. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah, we love these guys, and they were like, "Can you come out? We'll yeah. get you some gigs on the way out there." And we're like, "Okay." Yeah, they've been begging us for a while. It's like we and we love those guys out in Natchez. Natchez is a really cool, unique town down in Mississippi. So yeah. I was like, "Sure, we'll do it. It's outside." <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, we could always use money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all played in Louisiana very much? Oh. Uh, We've only done New Orleans, I think. What, what, so what was that? Or? Oh, in New Orleans, the Hi Ho. That's like okay. Hi Ho too. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Mike, the owner, he's super special, and he, he's just a big fan. And that's a, again just a kind of another routing thing. Um, yeah. We uh, what was that place called? The Ice House. Oh wait, no, we played. That was crazy. Rustin. Was that oh. Rustin? No, the Sundown Tavern. Oh yeah, Sundown Tavern. Which was an awesome, awesome place. So we like that was that was also right before the whole COVID thing hit. And they it were was. like Sarah Shook was like on her way to play there too. Yeah. Um and That's that was like one of place. our fast last shows before everything closed down. Yeah. Um, but that was a really cool I think it's a college town. It is a college town. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. literally the only thing in Ruston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those can be like the best gems. It's like when you play like Lafayette, Indiana, because Purdue's there and there's all yeah. these fun places to go. Yeah, I love Lafayette, Indiana. It's a great yeah. town. That's super awesome, guys. Um, so is there a theme to the record uh, specifically other than like, you know, the ode to Nashville with the Cashville yeah, I mean, we've we've definitely stuck in a couple a couple themes. I think that like, you know, one is our uh, sort of our crit- criticism of of like the country we live in and like the the state of it. Certainly, with like old Palestine and, and revelators, um, and even Atlanta Dog. I mean, I wrote that song about sort of breaking breaking this mythos of the a touring musician you know going hard mm-hmm. on on drinks and drugs and um sort of that outlaw mythos breaking that open because anyone who does it full time knows that that'll you know burn you to the ground real quickly yeah um i fed animals too yeah and i fed animals i mean i think that we like to think we like to think that our all our songs are political, you know, I mean, everything at the end of the day can be political, mm-hmm. um, but that's important to us, especially being able to have that unique perspective, having lived outside of the country, um, looking in and then coming back, you know, um, and then going all over the country and, and meeting different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say like, for me, like a big thing, like there, there's like so many things like spiral spiraling around, um, a big one is like uh, a pining for authenticity and, and realness, um, like especially like Welcome to Cashville, like, you know, really missing live music and, and you know, like maybe it never existed, but like that authentic music culture. Um, uh, well, just artists taking risks and yeah. being themselves, you know, it's like it's something you you find out so quickly once you start going to all your friends shows here in Nashville it's like everyone's trying to sound like Jason Isabel and it's like man Jason Isabel does what he does real well and yeah. <laughs> you know it's like good luck with that but 
but they, you know, well, the art that we love is, is unique and involves a major amount of risk and putting yourself out there and, and going somewhere maybe no one has been before. Yeah, definitely. And is this your debut record for your new record label, which is Romanus Records? Yeah, Romanus yeah. Records. Yeah. Romanus. Um, it is. It's our, yeah, it's our debut album, which is nuts. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, all these songs are, are very, very much so road worn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was supposed to come out last year, um, but <laughs> COVID. Um. <laughs> so it was like this time last year, it was supposed to come out and you had to push it back a whole year. Yeah, we just decided to just like kind of like we're a live band. We like to play in front of people. So we wanted to wait till it was safe to bring it to the masses. And what's the uh, actual date that it comes out? Is it May 7th? So no, it comes out May 28th, actually. Oh, 28th. Sorry. Yeah. May 28th, the digital album will be out. And then May 29th is when those specialty vinyl will be on sale on Romanus Records, just on their website, romanusrecords.com. And where we're thinking they're going to sell out. I mean, these things are pretty nuts um, and we're pretty proud of the work they do over there. So it's cool to tie the music once again to um, a tangible art form. Yeah. The last final release for Romanus featuring one of our friends, Lung, other road dogs, their vinyl sold out in about five hours. Um, So maybe like for anybody who's listening, like just like little heads up, you might want to like, at least join the newsletter for Romanus Records or get on their on on their Patreon to maybe get an inside thing. He's just like, you know, on top of on top of the groundwork that we've done for our band, you know, to have the fans that we do, he has literally an international crowd of vinyl collectors. Um, so that's that's part yeah. of that reason. It's a it's a strong combo, you know. It's what yeah. everyone wants. It's what you want. Like funnily enough, I don't know if you saw the email this morning, Elliot. A guy emailed us from Australia. Um, his name's Kevin. He said, when do you guys plan to tour Australia? <laughs> and I didn't really know how to respond to that one. Um, I was like, that, that's a bucket list. We'd love to. We'd love that you actually know who we are. And that's because of Romanus. Right. Yeah. Maybe let the, the COVID pandemic end first and we'll yeah. <laughs> tackle that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it is uh, interesting because it's like, yeah, I definitely want to come there, but uh, if you're the only person that shows up in Australia, it doesn't really pay the bills. I'm gonna be in trouble. (laughs) I'm gonna be in the red. Yeah, pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, so what does your summer look like? Are you are you all kind of spending the entire summer on the road supporting the new record? Um, Are y'all doing some streaming stuff as well? Yeah, we'll be on the road this summer and um, in this fall pretty, pretty consistently, as consistently as we'd like. Um, And yeah, you know, it's like like we said, that's why we wanted to wait to release the album so that we could tour it. Um, But yeah, we've done some streaming stuff. We actually the one thing I like about all the streaming is that it pushed us to really get some quality live performance uh, footage captured and recorded. Um, we did a festival called Moonrunners Fest based in Chicago that was live streamed. Um, and it's been nice because we, we never had time really, to be honest, you know, to focus on that. But we're, we're a live band. We miss humans. So we'll, we'll be doing it in front of people as much yeah. as possible. As, as safe as possible. Like a lot of those shows will be outside and, hopefully social distance. It's, it's kind of, 
it's up in the air of how well or how rocky it's going to be. Um, but we have like pond stock, which is out in Nebraska coming up in June that we'll be going out to. We're really excited. Yeah. A couple um, big festivals. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully awesome. mild music. What's that? Hopefully mild music. Oh, mild music. Yeah. Um, have they announced if they're doing it, uh, in person oh, yet? They have not. They have not. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, everybody friends, get vaccinated. Wear your masks. Yeah. Everybody get vaccinated for sure. My friends, uh, Adrian and Meredith, I think usually play that. Uh, I don't awesome. know if you, you know them. Yes, I do. In fact, I think we've seen them play at D's. Do they go under? Adrian plus Meredith. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen them. Are they based here in Nashville? Yeah, they're they're based here in East Nashville. Yeah. They're kind of a um, folky, uh, uh, jazzy, I don't know. One of their favorite bands is the Squirrel Nut Zippers. They kind of do like a a swingy folk jazz thing it's super cool that's awesome they sound really familiar i think i've seen them here in nashville yeah Yeah. Yeah, probably d's i think we've actually played uh you and i have played together at d's or five spot or something i know i've met you guys and seen y'all play (laughs) oh cool that's awesome it's such a it's like you know i mean you know this too it's like after a while you've played so many shows and you're like probably (laughs) right (laughs) Probably. So I was like, did you play this venue in this year? I was like, maybe. It's kind of gotten to be a blur after a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think it was like a, a Monday night. It might have been with Nick Nace. Do y'all know Nick? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Nick so it was probably the, the, is it the Madison Guild? Yeah. I think that's what it might have been. It was either that or it was a $2. Was it Tuesday. during Americana Fest? That's amazing. We maybe. love Nick. Yeah. Nick is uh, Nick's one of my favorite songwriters here in Nashville. I love his stuff. Yeah, he just put out a new video at D's actually. He yeah. did. It's beautiful. Yeah. We're proud yeah. of him. He's getting really good at the photography and videography. Yeah, yeah, that's it's super awesome to see. You know, people really grow in new crafts <laughs> during the pandemic. Because yeah. funny, funny story is that we met Nick on the road in Texas at this yeah. great venue called Magnolia Motor Lounge in Fort yeah. Worth. I actually had a gig there that got canceled because of the COVID. Yeah. Oh. I think we did too. I think we did too. I think we were supposed to hit it up. Um, but that's funny. I think most of our friends in Nashville might have been be people that we met in other places. <laughs> like Laurel and the Lovin. We met them in Indiana. Oh yeah, the Lovin. We yeah. met Hillbilly Casino in Green Bay. But of course, you know, it's like, it's what we're all here, what we want to be doing. So it makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Do y'all have a uh, a Nashville like um, album release show planned that you can announce? Or? We actually don't yet. What? Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so we'll see. We might do something in our backyard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got a show like the next day or the next. We're very close around the release. We have a little tour. We're going out to um, Columbia, Missouri, and whatnot. So. We'll see. Yeah, we start making our way to Pondstock, I think. So it might yeah. just not have worked out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, we're not, our booker Brad has like specifically forbade me from like any booking things. Chris used like, to do it all. So we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not naive. Chris, Chris booked us for probably like four years straight. Yeah. That's got to be <laughs> tough though, to go from booking every gig to <laughs> being forbidden to. Oh, it's anything. awful. It's like, it's like, it's an addiction because, you know, I mean, yeah. you're, I'm sure, you know, you get that little high when you get that yes. confirmation from the show. And it's like, I get to add this to the calendar. Yeah. Um, 
but now I don't get that. And people uh, still contact you, which is people, like, yeah. And I'm just like, right. I need you to talk to Brad because Brad will yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I do anything. Um, but sure, I mean, you know, we'll have something. Um, we, we played Nashville. Actually, that was our first show back a couple of weeks ago, basement East in support of Jack's hollow. Um, and yeah, her her album um, uh, but, so yeah, we, we, you know, we try to play Nashville only a couple of times a year, but yeah, we need a release yeah. show. I know if I like email Brad, he'll be like, you need to be aware that you're supposed to do only Nashville shows quarterly and things like that for draw and things like that. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause I was like really bad. Like Elliot would be like, we have an EP release and you just booked this at Springwater, Chris, <laughs> like three days before. I was like, I know, but our friends are playing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it, maybe I need to get it on that because I definitely do stupid stuff like that all the time. <laughs> well, it's just yeah, it's just you want to we want to play. It's fun, right? Yeah, you don't think about like oh, this could affect you know uh, because you know that half your friends are going to say they're going to come and they're not going to come. Yeah. It's anyway. like well, yeah, and it's like you know I always think of this as like even if I was going to go, even if Gillian Welch was playing you know, six shows in the span of two months, I might just go to two of them. Right. You know, maybe if they were all in Nashville, you know what I mean? So it's like, even your favorite artists, it's like, you might not be, you know, going out to see as often as you think. That's true. Yeah. Makes it a little more special. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, uh, it's a weird time. And like, you know, Brad is kind of like working from the fall back because, you know, just things are kind of like, we didn't even know we had that basement East show until like a week or two before. So things are just kind of, I think as things are slowly getting back to normal, things are just kind of popping up. So we're just kind of have learned to just like roll with it. You know, he's also busy. He, he's uh, also really busy. Brad, <laughs> so, uh, we were, we're with atomic music group now, which I highly recommend the Mastersons are on there too, mm. which they, they play for Steve Rawl. Oh yeah. Um, and he um, he books for the Dead South, so we're always like, "I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> sorry to bother you. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're yeah, we're bothering you." But that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, let me get let you guys get to the gig. Um, I know you you got to get on the road, and that's a few hours away. I really appreciate you taking the time out to come on the podcast. And um, I'm really excited about the new record. I'll definitely make myself in the queue for uh, Romanus Records uh, on May 29th. Yes. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can get one of those cool vinyl records. Um, awesome. Thank you for having us, Will. I look forward to uh, seeing you play those songs live. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and hopefully uh, I'll get to catch you guys here in town. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for being on. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Well, that's it for this episode of Americana Station. Thank you so much, Volk, for being on. And uh, make sure you check out their new record, Cashville, out on Romanus Records. You can get that vinyl on May 29th. Make sure you don't miss that. Uh, They'll probably sell out. So get in the queue with me and let's grab a copy. Um, Until next time, uh, this is Will Payne Harrison. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing. Thank you so much for being such a awesome uh, supporter of the podcast of all these artists and uh, it means the world to us so stick around we got more music coming up and uh, we'll see you next time on Americana Station Podcast